Thank you for listening to or watching other episodes of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my conversation about why we need more contest modifier in more places in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com, uh, and that'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button helps me out a lot so you miss you don't miss any of the videos. You can always go in there. A lot of you guys have been faithfully watching and commenting. I appreciate you doing that. And then also the people that come into the stream uh, and support me that way. That's a great way to help. Been a lot of good responses to the videos lately, and I thank you guys for that. So, contest modifier, I'm going to tell you what it is first, and then I'm going to say why is it needed, and then ask what about the loot. And this conversation is part of a larger conversation. Destiny in general has come a really, really long way, but something that Bungie hasn't been able to shake probably since, I would say, King's Fall is the idea that, like, end game raid loot isn't really matching the aspirational level of the content and the content becomes easier with time because we get higher level than it or we match the level of the encounters and so they become significantly easier if you were watching teams attempt garden of salvation when contest modifier was active it was a completely different raid the second day when contest modifier was disabled 24 hours later so that's a pretty good picture of how the the challenge is not endure and in 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 conjunction with the challenge not enduring, I do think there's been a lack of reward matching up with aspirational content. So this is going to be kind of touching on two different things. So the first thing I'm going to do is just tell you what is contest modifier. You might not know what it is. First and foremost, it's one of the best ways to handle raid races. People getting overleveled has been a problem since Wrath of the Machine, and it was always pretty irritating to see teams get an advantage because they either leveled or found loopholes or had somebody level for them. And it turned raid races into, I think, in some respects, kind of a gimmick for a while. I think they're a lot more pure now, uh, and they're certainly more representative of which team figured it out and beat it first, not which team is stronger than other teams and has a significant advantage. So it's th- that's where it came from. What exactly does it do? Well, what it does is it sets a level for every encounter that you can't get past. So just to keep things simple, if the opening encounter is set to 800 and it treats you like you're 790, you see a sword is essentially kind of what it does. You always see a sword, not a skull. You see a sword because everything in that encounter is considered higher power level than you. You could be 800, you could be 810, it doesn't matter. It's set to 800 and it, it teach it treats you as if if you're 790 and because it does that nobody has an advantage everybody is set at a at a delta is essentially what it is where you're doing a little less damage and they're doing a little bit more damage to you it makes it more challenging survivability goes down a little bit and your damage efficiency goes down a little bit as well now they also made changes to the way this was experienced and they started this in shadow keep they're allowing you to go into areas way further under delta and the early the you know the early experiences of delta aren't as extreme when you see swords now it's not not as extreme as it used to be it's a little less painful and what this creates is a i think an enduring challenge so the way the way when you're playing the content you can never really get above its level uh, and this eliminates leveling situations becoming a problem in a permanent way. So right now, you can get beyond the power level of a 980 Master 
a nightmare hunt or a nightfall you can get above that power level and it becomes significantly easier and contest modifier keeps a permanence to the challenge anytime you go in there you're only able to do so much damage you're only able to have so much survivability and that creates a more permanent feeling of this is aspirational content and it would work I think a scale of difficulty swords to skulls like you could actually maybe even consider going beyond swords and you could have something that goes beyond that level of contest because eventually people would get good at that at that version the contest modifier version of a nightfall or a raid or whatever and then they'd be able to you know match that and then having one beyond would be pretty cool optional hey you want to ramp it up and see skulls go for it see how it goes for you now the big question is why is this needed why, why, why do we need more contest modifier it's it's no it's no secret that at this point in time there really isn't a lot of aspirational content the hardcore players don't feel like anything really stays hard this has been going on since vault of glass i mean once you know the raid once you're at level nothing is actually truly challenging anymore you just kind of go through the motions um so there's no secret there there's also no secret that the seasonal content hasn't really landed on the more hardcore player leveling is faster um leveling is shorter as well on the on the seasonal format and they've made infusion a little bit more accessible and the aspirational content they delivered in season of dawn it wasn't very good it was legend sundial it's not that difficult the only thing the only real reason they don't have matchmaking on is because it has extinguished so it's needed because in general we have no end game context for all the things we grind for so the hardcore players don't have anything that really presses upon them and if you think about all the value Bungie added with the min-maxing abilities and the customization of armor 2.0 there is no endgame context for those things to shine I cared the most about my build, my loadout, my mods my guns when I went into Master Nightmare Hunts and I was under leveled If the game doesn't press upon you and really press in, you're likely to never really feel like you need to care about those things. Why do I need to min-max? Why do I need to maximize all these things? Well, if there was a context where you needed to have yourself absolutely min-maxed to the most efficiency of the build, that would give you a cause to chase those things. Right now, there's no reason to chase any of these things. There's no reason to experiment with different builds, different efficiencies, and different min-maxing, because there's no end-game context that presses upon you as a player and really puts that pressure there. Stats and mods and loadout changes and new perks really need a place to shine, and eventually our power just starts to feel static and the artifact levels really, really fast. So nothing is truly challenging. We level the artifact, we overlevel for activities, and we're back to square one where nothing really truly feels challenging again. And lastly, we need to ask the question, what about the loot? And here's where seasonal content, I think, is a significant challenge. Because things are only going to be here for three months and they're going to go away, Bungie has to be careful with this. If you make this really, really challenging content or contest modifier or really aspirational versions of content, like imagine if there was a contest modifier for the sundial where you saw swords or skulls and it was really, really freaking hard, people would want to see a reward in conjunction with that difficulty. And the difficulty for Bungie would be if we put really dope gear behind that wall and that challenge people are going to feel like it's inaccessible to them they're not going to be able to get in there they're going to play all season and they're just going to get to the point where they can go in there and then it's going to expire as content so seasonal content as a format I think poses a threat to truly aspirational content landing every season 
But that doesn't mean that Bungie couldn't do some things with the raids, bringing them back with aspirational content, the dungeons, and you could put some extra loot in there. Uh, you could do it with Nightfalls and go beyond what we're currently building and put a loot incentive in there. And it wouldn't have to necessarily be in the seasonal content. The biggest challenge right now, I do think, is that every time they have built aspirational content, not only does it get easy, the loot's just not that appealing. No one really cares. You know, a lot of the raid loot has been very lackluster. If you go through every raid in Destiny 2, even if you go all the way back to King's Fall, as I said, a lot of the times there's one or two guns that kind of shine and the rest are kind of a waste of time. You know, you go back to the King's Fall raid and the machine gun and the Yasmin sniper were great. The pulse was well, the pulse was good, but there were better pulses elsewhere. There were better primaries elsewhere. Most of the weapons were outshined by weapons in the rest of the game. That has largely remained true since King's Fall. Wrath of the Machine had some great guns. They were unique and they were awesome, but they were largely outshined by other weapons in the game. So they did similar things in Destiny 2. Leviathan had one or two guns worth using. Same thing with Last Wish. And then as you go on through all of the raids, you're usually picking out one or two that shine and the rest are sort of boring. So Bungie needs to figure out how they want to do that. I've been saying they need to create more of the Genesis chain effect. We all think fondly of the Genesis chain, but it wasn't a best-in-class weapon. It wasn't god-tier. It was unique, it was memorable, and it did the job. It was a gun like you couldn't get anywhere else. And I think that'd be one of the focuses of aspirational raid loot or content. Make it unique, make it special, make it ornamented, give it unique perks, perk synergies, things like this, so that I'm not necessarily getting the best loot in the game, but you're giving me something that is unique and memorable and gets the job done. That's kind of where I place the Bastion. The Bastion is not a meta exotic. It isn't. It is an exotic that's good at a couple of things. It feels cool, and it doesn't feel like I have to run it in all the content, but when I do run it, it gets the job done, and it feels really, really nice against majors. Xenophage is in a similar category. It's really, really good in certain areas. Sundial would be one of those, where there's lots of majors, and your your, your primary's not cutting it, but you feel like a heavy weapon, sort of an overreaction. You can have something like the Bastion to cut those guys down and it feels really nice so by and large I think contest modifier could arrive and land on a lot of needs in the game right now we need a place for our min maxing to shine we need a place for hardcore you know players to spend their energies and we need a place to put aspirational loot loot that's special it's cool it's unique it's shiny it's got things on it that you can't get anywhere else we need all those things and i believe contest modifier can deliver that and i i think testing it in raids was good but it's time to distribute it in more places to give us more of a spectrum of difficulty in the game and give us more places to take all of our great gear and all of our great skill not necessarily me but the guys that play at a higher level than me as always we're going to go to question and answer next if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. You can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my Q&A session that followed my talk about we need more contest modifier in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my live channel. Uh, and you, if you want to do the bell and the like button, the share button on YouTube, that helps me out as well. Let's jump right into the questions. Zanith says, do you think contest modifier should be a weekly rotator to make old raids relevant again similar to Destiny 1 year 3? I have a video 
uh, called like bring back the old raids or something and I essentially argue for this where I think it's time for Destiny 2 to have its age of triumph where they rotate the raids do exactly what you're talking about they could random roll the weapons in Leviathan um, and maybe update the weapons in the others or something now I don't know if they're going to do this in the summer I think that'd be where I'd set my sights though because they said the summer of 2020 will be like no other time in Destiny so I would say they might be doing something like that this summer with the summer season Um, and that'll be kind of like the hey hardcore audience you haven't really been getting much here's a big huge injection uh it could be then um that would be when i would see it landing not before and maybe after they may save it in their pocket for the summer of 2021 because they got to get us through another year but ultimately i do think this is going to happen i do think bungie's going to pull the trigger on it it's just a matter of when Headshot Hunter, how would you feel if they did a random raid each week with... We we just had this question. You guys asked the same one back-to-back. You probably just didn't see each other. Ecal the Great, thoughts on campaigns having a curated contest mode option with an increasing delta uh, until the last boss? Uh, A lot of the final bosses like Gaul feel cheap because you can melt them with ease. This has been something we've talked about, I think, since Destiny 1. Something that Bungie has always lacked is, like, a campaign replay. And they brought that back a little bit the one year with the... What was it called? Solstice of Heroes. Where you replayed the missions and it was significantly harder. I wasn't a huge fan of how they implemented it back then. I think Deltas felt more punishing back then. I think they're uh, they're they're more reasonable now. I feel like they've updated them and made them better. Um, but I will say... A whole replay of the story would need some type of loot incentive because the Redux missions were cool and all, but I'm not going to do that just for the heck of it. It was attached to something else. It was attached to a loot incentive. It was attached to an event. Um, I would say saving it for something like that is probably better than just giving you, here's playthrough number two, um, or you can play through these missions all the time, anytime you know that you want. Um, so... That's what I would say. I would say that that you're going to get probably more capital out of it by using it sparingly and periodically. Kind of like things like the EAZ, the Verdant Forest, and the Haunted Forest. I think they get more bang for their buck by limiting it. Um, So, replaying the campaign is a great idea. They kind of already do this, and I think doing it sparingly is probably the right call. Uh, M.S. Starrett or M. Starrett. Uh, what do you think the rest of the season has to offer? Are we done? Empyrean Foundation is something. Crimson Days is is a th- is an event, and then there's one more boss in a Tam or whatever his name is for Sundial. There's a very very thin chance that we get a master level Sundial. I don't think so. I think it'd be weird to launch it near the end of the season because it's almost over and expiring. And if they put a loot incentive in there, people would be like, "I don't have time to gear up. I didn't know this was coming. You guys surprised us." Like, I don't think they're gonna sucker punch us with the master Sundial because people would be like, "I don't understand. I didn't know this was coming, and now the se- the season's almost over." I've not been leveling. I'm not prepared. <clears throat> so the loot incentive in there would have to be really, really thin. That's probably why Legend Sundial didn't have anything really worth getting in it. Because the the, the activity is going away. The seasonal structure has pros and cons. I would say one of the cons, one of the negatives is the limitations on the event's time. It's got an expiration date. I think limits what Bungie can do. They can't say, hey, the last month of the season, we're going to offer master level sundial and there's going to be some amazingly awesome dope loot in there. A huge portion of the community would be like, I, I-, I can't do that. I don't play at that level. I've not been leveling. It's no match. It's not match made. I can't 
can't get a team together and I'm missing out on that content I'm missing out on that loot and then in a month it's going away I think that would leave a bad taste in people's mouths to like that's your crescendo of the season is adding something that a lot of people can't engage with and then it goes and then it goes away now if they were to add it and leave it like they did with Menagerie nobody could really complain it's like well you can get there eventually if you want like a raid or a dungeon you can get there if you want but if you choose not to that's fine too um, so one of the downsides, and like I said, one of the cons of the of the seasonal format is having content that expires limits and puts a little bit of a ceiling on w- what they can do with the content with respect to spectrum and difficulty. It really limits what they can do. Um, concept, concept, uh, TX2. Besides contest modifiers, should content be more difficult in general, especially endgame, nightfalls, raids, nightmare hunts? Well, I think... Um, I think whenever you go this route, uh, you're, you're definitely going to have a lot of people push back. How are you going to make the content more difficult? They've added champions. That's a layer of pain. Uh, they've added modifiers. That's a layer of pain. And then there, then there's a Delta. If you're under leveled, that's a layer of pain. I don't know how many more layers of pain you could add. Content gets pretty challenging. I think we get very jaded. 10% of the community can run through something that's got eight modifiers and a high, in a high, uh, a high power level and extinguish and all this other stuff you run through and you're like, well, that was easy. And the other 80%, 90% of the community is like, this is freaking tough. So it's very subjective. So I think what ends up happening is, is they, they've moved away. Thankfully they've moved away from difficult being, you have to hide a lot. Uh, you know, I would say Heroic Menagerie was not a good implementation of difficulty. It was a lot of hiding, a lot of leaning on Well of Radiance and barriers and walls and stuff. It, 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 I wouldn't consider that to be very invigorating content. You know, I found it to be pretty boring and frustrating. So I would say this is subjective. I do think we get jaded, and this is why Contest Modifier would be the perfect solution. It's a nice capstone on already content that has it has layers of difficulty, and I think those layers of difficulty land better when you're slightly underleveled. And I always reference Master Nightmare Hunts. The champions, the flow of battle, my loadout, the bosses, the rooms, all the different things you had to do as a team. It was a lot more felt as a challenge, and my loadout decisions were also felt because I was slightly underleveled. The minute we were overleveled for Master Nightmare Hunts, it wasn't even the same experience. The content felt completely and utterly different. So, I have been very, very long-standing against just, yeah, slap a Delta on it. That I don't, I don't think that's good, but I think that Delta's aren't as extreme as they used to be. The first time you see a sword, it's not the end of the world. Um, and so I think that would give them a better way to say, all these pain points are here. We're going to ratchet up that pain a little bit by adding contest modifier. It's like if, you, if you're familiar with what a soundboard looks like, you got all these knobs along the way that are turned to different levels, but then you have the master volume knob over here. You can slide it all the way up, okay? And it affects the, all the other knobs volume. So you have all these knobs on content, you know, champions, you got modifiers, burns, singe, extinguish, all these things. And you can turn up how that feels a little bit you slide it up a little bit by turning on contest modifier it's a bit it's a bit of a one-size-fits-all solution that i think would work if done if done in a it's it's got to be tasteful i'm not saying turn skulls on nobody would that, that would be ridiculous 
I think just a little, like that little, that first time you see a sore. It makes the raid races far better. Garden's raid race, I think, is probably the best raid race we've had. You know, I, I think it was the best raid race we had. All of a sudden, another team pulled to the front and won when nobody could go in with power advantages. It really disrupted the established order of a lot of the teams that were winning on almost a rotation. So, a lot of the front runners were still front runners, but suddenly a team that was maybe a little less known and a little less of a common front runner took took home the took home the crown and i thought that was really cool um benjani with 31 months thank you ghostface with contest modifier uh begin just a reaction as a day one raid race isn't the real question why do they completely abandon hard mode in raids well and this is a way to recapture hard mode i, I you know uh, hard raids and this is why I've not preached about this as much as I usually do. I think you need to recapture the King's Fall philosophy for raid design. You design hard first, and then you dial it back down to normal. The feeling of going from normal to hard in King's Fall, I think, is the best difficulty spectrum we have ever experienced in Destiny. Leviathan from normal to prestige was probably the worst that we've ever experienced. King's Fall was it. They designed hard first and they dialed back pain points for normal. It was so good, right? And they did the same thing with Wrath of the Machine. It was like you could tell, they said, how much can we require a team to do? Okay, that's your hard mode. Dial it back. Have all the requirements. Make the monitors bigger. You don't have to throw as many bombs, things like that. So, King's Fall normal to hard is exactly the way it should be done. I know that takes more work and they might not have the bandwidth for it, but I think that's the answer. This could be a bit of a punt and they could say contest modifier is a way to bring back and maintain a challenge in a raid all of the time because you're always under a delta, so you're always a little bit weaker than you're accustomed. You're going to get accustomed to burning a strike boss or a sundial or a nightfall or a nightmare hunt. Once you get at or above level, you just get accustomed to how fast you can kill stuff and contest modifier disrupts that it's like nope these ads don't die quite as fast these majors don't die quite as fast your damage phases on the boss aren't quite as crazy good so it, it could be a way to enable Bungie to bring back a hard mode without requiring more developmental bandwidth I I still think just design one raid you just design one raid and then dial back some of the mechanics but I say that and that could be a month of development that they don't have. You're like, well, Lono, that you make it sound so easy, but the raid team's going to come back and tell you that's an extra month of development time they don't presently have. Yeah, sure, we'll design the raid and make it really, really hard, and then you want us to dial back all the mechanics? Okay, that's another month. That's another month of testing and tweaking. We can't just whip that up. We're not just like, oh, just we're just like cutting pieces of the di- the document out. Like, oh, it's done. Woo, we pulled we pulled people out. We pulled enemies out. It's not it's not that simple. Um, King's Fall, I think, though, is the spirit of what I'd love to see recaptured if possible. Heron plays. Why are you so set on contest modifier? It art- it's artificial difficulty only. I think most players would appreciate more complex encounters or raids as opposed to contest modifier. This is a well-timed question. Everything I just said, I think it's an it's it's a it is an easier way. I think to ratchet things up. You also have to remember, I was the guy who preached against deltas. But when I saw swords in Nightmare Hunt Master, it worked. 
it, it deltas are not as extreme now it used to be a lot more painful you'd see swords and it was it was just not fun now you see swords and you kind of feel like okay i can engage with it they softened each level because they let you go all the way down to being almost 100 levels below something now they didn't let used to let you do that they've stretched out the pain a little bit so it's not as extreme when it first shows up heron plays Console really suffers during contest modifier for a number of reasons, which limits even the most hardcore console players. What's your solution to this? I think contest modifier isn't your problem. I think frame rate is your problem. <clears throat> we ran into the same problem on the bridge during Wrath of the Machine. There's too many, like, there's like smoke and fire and environmental stuff, and it puts your frames in the toilet. Um, and then the final fight in Garden of Salvation, your issue is not contest modifier, your issue is that your frames go into the toilet because of the environment. All the Vex milk, all that little lightning, kind of fog-looking stuff, it just jacks with your, and the scope and size of the area, kills your frame rate. The longer the draw distance, and the more environmental effects there are, the worse your frames are going to get. And... Unfortunately, th- that's more the culprit than contest modifier. Contest modifier is not why you're having a problem. It just it it has way more to do with the fact that your game is running suboptimally, and contest modifier just makes it feel worse because you're 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 a little bit weaker, so you're probably dying more. Uh, but I don't think we want to take aim at contest modifier. It's just one of those things where. I don't know if Bungie could do this, but it would be nice if they could limit some of that on console. Render draw distances could be lowered, um, and they could lower the environmental effects. I'm convinced to this day that the Siege engine could run a lot smoother on console if they would have just gotten rid of the fire and the smoke. You don't need it. I'm not going to like suddenly be like, well, it's ruined. Stuff's not on fire and there's no smoke. If they would have gotten rid of fire and smoke, it would have helped. Because whenever you pan past the fire and smoke, it was like jittery. Ecal the Great. Should contest mode be more for a true difficulty in which fighting reskin like High Frozen Hive or Savathun's Brood have multiple gameplay differences in what is meta? Frozen Hive take more solar damage. I, I mean, this is too complex. I, I get what you're driving at, but it doesn't really even feel like a question. Running Prodigy. Do you think coming out with one raid a year would fix the contest modifier issue? The issue being making the raid artificially difficult rather than mechanically difficult? I I, I don't think contest modifier is an artificial difficulty. Contest modifier ensures that everybody goes in and does the same damage and takes the same damage. I, I, don't, I don't think that's artificial difficulty. Now, artificial difficulty is when they go to the extreme and you're seeing skulls and you can't do any damage. Like, you just weakening the player to an absurd level is not true difficulty. I feel like contest modifier is way more tasteful than how you're representing it. I don't think it's just an artificial difficulty. Remember, remember, I have been a huge, huge proponent against just slapping deltas on content and I called it false difficulty. The way... The way they've done contest modifier, the way I experienced Garden, it did not feel like false difficulty. It felt like, no, this is a tough environment. Everything's strong. It didn't, it just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't feel like, I'm just getting the, the snot smacked out of me. Um, um, so, did you end up making that clan for your community if I have the right person? I don't know what you're talking about. Ghostface. It's probably the same vein, but what about prestige mode minus locked loadouts? 
Well, that, that this that you're basically asking for contest modifier. Like, make it harder, but don't lock my loadout. Like, curated loadouts were not fun. I don't, I don't want to ever go back to that. TSEF, what kind of loot table do you envision with the contest modifier? Uh, adept weapons, weapons with extra perks, weapons with cooler ornamental looks or something like that. So it'd be the same weapon, but maybe it unlocks a cool ornament for it. Uh, you know, maybe it's adept, like the ones that we get from Sundial with the extra perks. I think stuff like that would be helpful. I do think stuff like that would be helpful to give you this sense of like, this isn't god tier it's not diminishing the rest of the loot in the entire game but it's special and unique and i'm glad that i played the you know the extra you know the extra level uh whitlow do you think some of the community missed the point of quarters of time it was more about the lore and the experience from my point of view I did a whole talk in Q&A on this. Ultimately, there were there were streamers and people with platforms that tried to that tried to downplay it because they didn't I, I don't think they wanted to celebrate the success of others. I've 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 seen comments and and things said about not liking the new look for the Destiny community, not liking the new Destiny community leaders, and I think it's because it's 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 sands have shifted a little bit and they wanted to kind of chop it down a little bit. Like, oh, it, it wasn't as great and it's like if they chop it down they, they can diminish its success they can they can spin it in a negative and make people think poorly about it um, everybody that actually jumped in and came into a stream and experienced it had mostly positive things to say there were a handful of people that were like this really isn't my thing I don't really like this but by and large the people that actually engaged with it and paid attention to it as opposed to letting somebody else you know spin a negative narrative about it tended to really really enjoy it I do think the death knell for people that could have liked it or maybe were starting to come along and think well of it I think Bastion really made it hard for people to think well if they were already kind of in a negative mindset it was like you know oh well this was turned out to be pretty good but then it, it landed with a dud that you gave us a weapon that we knew was coming um if the if the if the calendar would have said redacted exotic I think maybe they would have gotten away with this but I think that would have caused confusion because people would have been like I don't understand I I think I thought this was supposed to be a redacted day for an exotic on the 28th and people were like oh no that was last week what do you mean last week oh they, they, they there was this puzzle thing oh so they would have had to do something in game to be like hey the redacted exotic has been uncovered early go to saint and run the quest and I think that would have worked a big splash screen I think their splash screens need to make you hold X to close it or hold B to close it so people don't click out of it by accident to be like you know like oh wait 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 wait! I don't want to close this what's this say it could have been like hey the redacted exotic plan for the 28th has been acquired early go see saint 14 for the quest and I think people would have been fine with that I think maintaining mystery is good. Putting exotics on the calendar is good. Have those two come together. Maintain the mystery, but let people know, yeah, you're getting exotics on these days. Um, so. By and large, by and large, I think slowly over time, people are starting to realize that there are folks that are pro-community and there are folks that are pro-community when it's good for them. And I think you saw that. You saw people jumping in that regardless of their streamer size or their ability to contribute in chat or raid secrets or Reddit or whatever, they were pro-community. And it, it, it people that people that are pro-community consistently jumped in and took part is, 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 how, is how I saw it landing. And being dissatisfied with the weapon is totally fine. I understand, and I resonate with the disappointment. I'm like, that's pretty disappointed. Um, no, that's pretty disappointing. That that it was just that. But at the same time, 
Dylan kind of explained, we put stuff like that on the calendar to transmit value. We want to communicate value to people who are buying the season. We don't want to keep things a mystery. Like, what are you hiding, Bungie? What am I getting for my $10? Like, they don't want to shroud the entire calendar in mystery. Um, I got blocked by a creator saying a handful of people enjoyed it when I answered saying that the wording could be better because many people were involved in many different roles were everywhere in the community. Right, like, that tweet saying a handful of people will think back on it fondly, I was like, what are you talking about? More people were involved with this than Niobe Labs, more people were involved with this than a day one raid race. Like, you can take part in a day one raid race, but, like, that's just you and your fire team. This was literally a fire team of thousands. We, this is the first time the community's ever had to link arm as thousands of people and work on a quest together. We've never had something like that before. It usually is either your fire team working on the same thing as another fire team, which is different and siloed, which is fine. But also, you you had things like Outbreak Prime, which everyone celebrated and thought was awesome because when your friends do it, it's cooler, I guess. And then Niobe Labs fumbled because the clues got jacked up and then this time around it was like way more people could be involved there was no barrier of entry you didn't have to be a certain power level you didn't need a six man fire team you didn't even have to get on at a specific time anybody could get on at any time any power level and take a picture and send it in there were people that don't even play destiny that were helping they were transcribing just because they thought it was a cool event um I had a blast submitting, dupe checking, watching, double checking streamers and transcribers. Yeah, there were people literally in chat just like watching and helping transcriptions. So using the word handful was just like, maybe in your mind you thought like good for the segment of the community that enjoyed it. But in general, using it in this context is was unhelpful because if you're on Twitch, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Reddit, you're a hand, you're, you're a minority. Anybody who read that tweet's a minority. Most of the community doesn't pay attention, a lick of attention to streamers and Twitter and Reddit and YouTube. Most of the community doesn't pay a lick of attention to that. So to like diminish it by being like, well, a handful or a small segment got to enjoy it. You mean like basically everything on this platform, every tweet, every subreddit, every, every stream is enjoyed by a very, very small percentage of the community do you see what I'm saying? By its nature, right? By its nature, everything we do when Reddit and the forums and the streams come together and do stuff is a small slice of the community. Would you ever poo-poo the charity events that we've done by being like, it's good to see a handful of the Destiny community coming together to raise money. No one would ever say that. Mathematically, you could be correct. You could be like, well, only about 5% of the community got involved. There's millions of people playing Destiny every week. You'd never say that. You say, man, the Destiny community really rallied to raise money for charity. That's how you would talk about it. Nobody talks about any other event, whether it's whether it's a Raid World First Watch or, or raising money for a charity, or in this case, thousands of people coming together to be a thousand person, you know, fire team. No one ever says, well, that's a handful. We don't talk about anything else the community does in that way. It was just a very clear effort to diminish it because this is not the this is not the the destiny leaders and community that they think should be in the places that they are. I, I've seen the comments. I've seen I've seen the things said. I've seen it. They they're they're not happy with the current destiny community guard, and that's why it was diminished. That's why it was talked down about. And 
And when people pushed back on those criticisms and the negative takes, they dialed everything back because the community didn't agree. The people on Twitter, right? The the people that were that were enjoying it, that were paying attention, they are a minority, and that's why they didn't appreciate it. They're like, well, we're enjoying this. I don't understand. Like, why is this? And most people that are making negative criticism, I don't think are getting dogpiled on Eugene. Um, if people thought that like there could have been an API or something or things like that, I don't, I don't see anybody dogpiling on those people. I see people getting annoyed with communities doing something cool and you're attempting to undercut that. Um, is 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 what it is what it was. There was a theme and there was a tone, and I saw other comments made elsewhere about not thinking this is the best version of the Destiny community or its leaders, and that's what it was about. It was more about that, and there was a there was an undercurrent, there was a subtext, there was a there was a under narrative, there was a subtext narrative going on, which that was that was what was driving that dialogue. It wasn't like like honest feedback like you provided Eugene because you were like what you guys did was cool. I just didn't like it, you know. Sunfire with the next question: Do you think Bungie could make a season based on Aldrin like how they did with Saint? Uh, maybe make it where where he's we're teaching him to be a guardian. I think he's certainly going to come back in. They've got they've got lore about him being nearby and he's confused and he, um, you know he they're it's 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 clear that they're keeping him around. They have a cutscene of him coming back to life. Um, so that kind of stuff is garbage. But people can't separate that from honest legit criticism. Well, isn't that part of the problem, Eugene? Like when people have ulterior motives and want to chop the thing down and diminish it and not celebrate it or not celebrate the people involved, right? That that makes it harder for someone like you to just make legit criticisms because you're getting lumped in with them. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you should be just as frustrated. Like, could you guys just not do this? Could you just let the thing be cool and let the event happen? And then later we could, I guess, talk about, like, ways they could make an event like this better? But as I've said, as I've said... Not everything put in Destiny is for every person. A day one raid race, uh, you know, high delta scaled content, master level content, dungeons. Um, there's literally, you can get an emblem for a solo flawless dungeon run. That's not for everybody. Neither was this. What did you get? You got an emblem and then you got the quest early and now the quest open to everybody. It's, it's literally content like that. It's like a solo flawless dungeon run. It's just, it's not made for everybody. It just isn't. So what do I do for solo flawless dungeon emblems? I don't go out on tirades and being like, well, only a handful of the community get to enjoy that. And I think it could be more inclusive. I'm like, no, that's for a segment of the community that likes that kind of stuff. And I don't go for it. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't go for the solo flawless emblems. This is, this is a very, very similar idea, I think. The Angry Texan. Do you ever think that Bungie would dedicate their resources to higher difficulty activities when most of the player base seems averse to challenging content in general as it ruins the power fantasy uh, Destiny provides when the enemies are actually dangerous? Personally, I'd love to see Contest Modifier as an option for all raids because the game is stale. Like... I think this is why it's not happening because it does appeal to a smaller subset of the community. 
I think you're right. I think if you if you polled the million people that play in a given day, I think most of them couldn't give a rip about contest modifier and difficulty. They like shooting stuff. They like launching a rocket and a grenade and throwing a nova bomb and doing a, and doing a ballistic slam. Like they just want to kill stuff, and they don't want it to feel like they're getting their 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 shins kicked and their face punched. And but I do think there's an element of power fantasy that lands on a player who feels like this is really hard I need to I need to build myself to be powerful enough to beat this there is an element of power fantasy there as well I've got to I've got to equip myself and gear up to get ready to go in here and beat this thing and unfortunately that gets very simplified when you becoming more powerful is just seeing a little number go up that's not that hard to get to go up. You just bounty slam, and now all of a sudden, I am stronger. Well, yeah, I mean, you are, but you didn't change anything in your loadout. You didn't think about your stats. You didn't think about your mods or your guns. You just, now you're at the Delta. (laughs) Now you're above the Delta. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think Contest basically, this is what I said about uh, Contest Modifier a a couple videos ago. Or it might have been on the Rageous Roundtable. Min-maxing and loadout changes and mod changes don't aren't felt if you're not being pressed upon. When I was sort of getting pressed upon in those nightmare hunts, going for time trials in, 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 the, in the master environments, I had to change my loadouts a, a bunch of times before I landed on one that I felt like worked. And that was a really cool feeling to go through content and say... I have made changes in my strategy and my loadout and I'm seeing a tangible benefit. I am beating this quicker and more efficiently. But I have to remind myself that I would say 80% of the community doesn't give a rip about that experience. They want a cool gun that goes boom and they want the bodies to go splat. That's it. And loot needs to drop. That's fundamentally what a lot of people are just looking for. It's a video game to them. It's a leisure activity. It's a hobby. They don't want to feel like they have to do homework and research and thought. That's kind of what video games are, right? When you turn on a television program to veg out for the night, you're not always in the mood for like one where you gotta like keep a journal like who's that guy what's that name let's draw some lines who's who done it right most of the TV shows you're watching you just kind of get to shut your brain off and just absorb the entertainment and for a lot of people video games are in the exact same lane I just want to kind of shut my brain off and shoot the bad guys I don't want to I don't want I don't want it to be hard that's why games like Dark Souls and stuff aren't as popular they're certainly popular and they have a cult following but they're not mainstream they're not selling millions of copies like the more garden variety like easy style games that are are more mainstream because video games are like television and movies now it's how people consume their it's what consumes their time and they want it to be fun and they want it to be more laid back and they want it to be a a, a leisure activity they don't want it to be frustrating right they do not want it to be frustrating and I think that's that's part of the that's part of the reasoning um so uh kind of Conatus. Similar to how the last word model was in the game with Golden Gun, Shaxx and Razelighter equipped... Shaxx had Razelighter equipped in the vanilla campaign uh, with the two new models seen in the game Saint and our Tomb Sword. That model is now in the game static. The swords are one of them to be around the corner for the Hawkmoon. Yeah, I don't know. There was a... um, You know, there was obviously a data mine that's influencing some people's thoughts on this. Um, There was a data mine about a heavy... A heavy exotic that's on the way and it certainly could be 
a sword. I mean, those swords are all around Saint in the Tower, so somebody built that sword model to just, like, hang out as a coat rack <laughs> in the hangar or on a tomb, on a, on, a, on a grave. I don't know. On a casket. So, we'll have to wait and see if that's, like, the hidden exotic that got data mine. There's, like, a heavy exotic somewhere in the game, apparently, that we haven't found yet. So, it could be a, a secret quest or a dungeon or something they're just holding on to. Mr. Gravity. So, we already know we aren't going to be getting many raids. What do you think Bungie should send that little bit more time to build the raid to be hard and then make it dumbed down normal like King's, King's Fall. Well, yeah, we've already addressed this. If they had the time for it, um, if they have the time for it, um, it would definitely be nice if they could, as you said, you meant to say spend, spend a little bit more time to build the raid hard. Right. If they had the time for it, we could say, hey, look, if you guys are only making a raid once a year, it'd be really cool if you could take that extra time to do the King's Fall hard to normal spectrum. But again, they might say, yeah, we just don't have, we just don't have time. We don't, you know. Drebin. With a lot more difficult content uh, having champions in them, do you think the new exotics coming out immediately falling flat when they don't have anti-champion mods built in? They either need to be intrinsic or have a slot for them. Something. You know what I mean? It, that I, they, they do. I think they do struggle because it's like, if I'm going to go into an area with champions, I need to. I want to be able to pull this out and, and have it deal with them to some degree. And the Bastion not having an intrinsic is kind of irritating. Uh, and they took it away from the symmetry. So it's like, okay, cool. So the Devil's Ruin gets unstoppable and the other two exotics this season get nothing. It's kind of weird because that's not how it was last season. You had the dragon, the Leviathan's Breath were unstoppable. You had the, you had the Divinity for um, Overload. Then you had the, the Ariana's Vow for Anti-Barrier. They all three got represented. This time around, Devil's Ruin gets unstoppable and Bastion and the Symmetry get nothing. I don't understand. The logic and the philosophy behind champion mod availability and champion intrinsic perk availability on exotics is really inconsistent. Um, It's just really inconsistent. We got three exotics last season and three exotic this season. The difference is last season, they all had one of them and this season, only one got it. Devil's Ruin got it. And they took it away from Symmetry. Symmetry was doing it. It was doing Unstoppable. I don't know. Maybe maybe because Devil's Ruin does Unstoppable, maybe they needed to do something else. And they're going to do it later. I don't know. Grand Champ. I always enjoyed the prestige versions of raids. They help to refresh the existing content. Why do you think they're going against this and should they come back? Uh, they just had a philosophy change on hard content. It seems that they're rebuilding that philosophy, though. They took away um, hard content, and they're bringing it back. Difficulty spectrum on Nightmare Hunts and Nightfalls is a step in the right direction. I think we're forgetting that. We This is another one of those times where the water's gotten so hot that we forget the temperature's gone up. Bungie has made a lot of improvements that we gloss over. They removed the difficulty spectrum. People didn't like it, and it's come back, and we've forgotten that it's come back. So hopefully that's an indication of more difficulty spectrum in the future. The the four difficulty spectrums on Nightmare Hunts and Nightfalls, that's new. That was not present pre-Shadowkeep, which could be a sign of maybe they're testing. Do people like this? How do they respond? You know? By the way, if you guys are new and you've never been here before, 
I appreciate seeing so many new faces in the chat and new new names. I'm sorry, not faces. New names in the chat and new names in Q&A. If you're enjoying your time here, be sure to click follow and turn on notifications. This is like an interactive podcast. We've been having discussions all morning, even while I was playing. It's family friendly. You can keep me on at work or with the kids around. It's like a radio show podcast. You can listen while you're grinding or doing work throughout the day and a lot of back and forth. I appreciate a lot of the new names being here uh, and all the support lately. Grand Chap. Do you think the community would accept a World of Warcraft style of raid, uh, LFG Heroic? Uh, I think it would be good to allow more users to experience endgame content. No, no, no. I don't think we need to go that route. Um, five years. We're five years in, and raids get the engagement that I think Bungie's happy with. Um, truth be told, if they suddenly try to add LFG into the game, very few people would use it. The people that you'd want to use it wouldn't be using it. Um, experienced raiders, knowledgeable raiders... They would just keep using their clans, their friend lists, and the LFG that they're comfortable with. Uh, it's kind of like why Guided Games doesn't get a lot of traction, because the people that you want in there, the experienced, knowledgeable, willing to teach players, they're already elsewhere. They don't feel the need to go use Guided Games. They have their clan, their friends list, or they're comfortable using LFG off-site. So they would develop a big tool and spend a bunch of bandwidth making this tool that would probably get poor engagement the same way that Guided Games did. Omega. Off topic, but how are you liking your Anarchy? I saw you finally got it. I haven't been using it. It was a bad week to get it, honestly. I'm happy to get it, but everything is solar and void this week. So next week will be a lot of arc. I'll be able to really enjoy it. Um, I've also wanted to use the Bastion, so that limits your exotic. Chrono Ignite. Would elemental weapons for the kinetic slot be a good reward for content that uses contest modifier? Um, now you're kind of going back to the days of Age of Triumph and D1 where they gave us exotic versions of the primaries from the raids and they put elemental, you know, perks on it. They put the elements back on them. The, you're over swinging a little bit, I would say. If they're going to reinstitute elemental primaries, I don't think that's the way to do it. Uh, I want them to return. You get elemental primaries. You know what I mean. True elemental primaries. Uh, I don't think that's the way to do it, though, if they were to bring them back. Zenith, as a reward for challenge mode or a really pinnacle activity, do you think that they could bring back random elemental weapons? Tractor cannon got changed, so I don't see a reason why. Yeah, this is very much related to the previous question. I have entire talks about going back to a primary, secondary, heavy uh, format um, where they could bring back true elemental primaries. Unfortunately, um, they're doubling down on the current weapon system, if you think about it, because you have weapons like Izanagi's and you have weapons like uh, the Bastion that we just got that would make it almost impossible for them to do that. So you have Osmosis if you really, really want to have a weapon that can change its its elements uh, on, on the fly. And so that's kind of where you have to go if you want that. Spark Monkey. Do you think our grave was from the timeline that we exist in or was it from the timeline in which Saint-14 gave us a sword instead? Oh my gosh, I don't know, man. I, it, 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 we die eventually, and that's what it was about, and maybe we're going to figure out a way to not die. Irregular Pentagon. I think you're overstating the amount of bandwidth it would take to put contest on old raids. They already did something similar with New Light when all the old raids got raised to 750. Not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. The doing contest modifier would require them uh, to do a couple of things. Number one, they have to build it. I, they do have to test it. Maybe not that much, but they would have to test it because damage reception on certain items like the, the lanterns and stuff might not just automatically work with a delta. I don't know. It might. It might. Second, second, they would have to build loot incentive. There's got to be a structure to it so that it matters. Like, no one's going to give a rip if you suddenly thra- slap contest modifier on Leviathan and be like, oh, cool, what do we get? Uh, nothing. You get the same loot that always drops. Like, they would have to be work built. 
uh, work done and testing done and and, and things made because if not you you wouldn't you would have no reason to go in it's not as simple as just flipping a switch it isn't it would take time that might not be within the purview of what they're trying to build so therefore there's no bandwidth allocated for it uh scarampus you mentioned changing loadouts felt good as opposed to just getting higher light do you think some kind of challenge mode where you had to use certain set of guns would work no i hate this i don't want this ever again the set loadout thing that they did for the the harder versions of the raid layers was so freaking annoying there was nothing worse than signing in that week and having to use like a sidearm and a scout i i I freaking hated it it was not fun making me grind for loot and then telling me what loot i can use is not the way um, it's a loot-based game, and basically, one of the joys of getting loot is using that loot. And the crescendo of your loot grind should not be to arrive at content and be told, yeah, can't use that, you gotta use this instead. Um, restricted loadouts fell flat on its face, I don't think they're ever gonna do it again. I'm not saying your idea is bad, I know it sounds like I'm smacking this idea around, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to submit a question again. Hear me out here, on paper, we all thought that was a good idea. When they announced curated loadouts, we're like, oh, that's cool, week to week you change your loadout and it's kind of keeping it fresh, you've never played a raid with this loadout before. It all sounds great. In practice, everybody hated it. So like, you're writing this out, and to your credit, it always sounds, this always sounds good on paper, but we've walked through this forest and we didn't like it. Um, so... Didn't realize it was something they tried already. Pretty new player, thanks for the info. Oh, well, your new player, well, welcome. Yeah, they did. They tried this with, there's two raid layers in the game. They're not like full-on raids. If you go to Nessus and you click on uh, Leviathan, these outside guys here, Eater of Worlds and the Spire of Stars, whenever you go up to Prestige, it does this. Arms Master. I have to use a kinetic shotgun, an auto rifle, and a rocket launcher. I I have to. Right now, I can't even launch until I do that. Um, And then melee kills buff weapon damage, and weapon damage buffs melee. So that's kind of nice. That uh, gladiator's kind of stupid. You, like, punch an enemy, and then you're really strong to shoot the boss. Um, So generally, again, I look at this right now, and there's a part of me that's like, that might be kind of fun. But the truth is, people just didn't like it. Because it's like, dude, I have a really cool loadout that I like using in this raid. And I don't want to run shotgun, auto rifle, rocket. I want to run my new gun. Or I want to run that. Or I got this god roll. Or I got this. And it pairs really well with my armor build. And now I got to run this nonsense. Like, it just didn't land very well. So, your your idea... I don't... It's one of those... It's it's weird. Like, good ideas can, can, exec, can fall flat. I think it's a good idea, but then when you put it in the game, it just falls flat. People are like, nah, this sucks. We don't like it. Um, so that's a really good loadout for it. Right. But I mean, it just comes down to preference, man. It just comes down to preference. There's only a handful of kinetic shotguns anyway. So you're going to be choosing between paradox and, you know, Hawthorne and, and the threat detector and then, or not threat detector, the threat level <laughs> threat detector is a perk. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seems weird to amass all this loot and all these playstyle preferences and all these god roll preferences and loadout preferences, and then the capstone to your to your loadout is okay. I'm ready for the hard content. What do you have for me? Um, all that stuff that you like using to optimize your build. Yeah, you can't use any of that. You have to use this instead. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's 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 like I don't think dissonance the right word, but it's dis- disorienting. It's disorienting. 
It's like, man, I've been grinding Sundial, I've been getting strong, I got my mods, I got good stats on my gear, everything's synced up, everything's good, I got extra armor, uh, I got extra ammo drops for this gun that I like here, and extra this for that, and reload for this, yeah, I'm ready to go. Boom, and you show up, and they're like, uh, yeah, it's a shotgun, the kinetic, and, uh, and an auto rifle, and a rocket launcher, and you're like, I, I'm not using any of that. That's why it kind of falls apart. Uh, Comfy Geek. Do you think Bungie are mismanaging funds or time on pursuing Destiny 2 on Google Stadia and the new IP that they are working on? I, I don't think they did much for Google Stadia, right? I don't know how much they built for it. That might have gotten outsourced. I, that, it, it has flopped uh, significant, significantly. That has more to do with Stadia than Destiny. Um, it, isn't it just the PC version, ultimately, that's, that, that runs on Stadia, though? I don't know how much work they um they had to do to get that i'm I, i've not i've not done a ton of research i just know it's it, it doesn't it has not done well that the player base on stadia is almost non-existent um so yeah parcel of stardust is good there was just not a good grind for it so not a lot of people have a good parcel there was no intentional grind um for a good parcel of stardust it's just the pc version Google definitely paid them for that. It's just the PC version. Google did most of the work. It's like medium PC settings. Yeah, I don't think they allocated a lot of funds and time to that, homie. I think you might have this backwards. They probably made money on Google's gamble. (laughs) They probably made money more than they lost on that. Um, So, (laughs) it's just, it's really unfortunate. Google keeps trying to step on the landscapes and then they just shut the projects down. I don't know how many times they're going to do it. Google Plus is so much better than Facebook. And it was like, they. what was that? Excluded. Do you think they should add more competitive style of raids, like a ranked mode where you race against another team to get more than 10% of the Destiny involved in raiding? Okay, you just asked for something that would appeal to the 10%, not appeal to people outside of the 10%. Does that make sense? Adding a more competitive style to raids, a ranked mode where you race against other teams, that is not going to get more people involved. You've built something that's cool, but it's cool to the pe- to the 10%. Uh, somebody who barely raids isn't suddenly going to be like, what's that? It's now competitive and I can race against other teams? Well, sign me up. Like, I don't think they're suddenly going to become interested in raiding when you add like leaderboards and... and and uh, racing against other people, <laughs> uh, I would I would say that that would that would be a cool idea, but it would not increase uh, participation. Now it might increase week to week participation, but speed running like I like running raids. Do you think I want to run against Redeem? Like I don't have any desire to do that. Like, <laughs> hey Lono, yeah, you like uh, you like running? Not really. You like running fast? No, not really. Oh, come on. Don't you want to come race against an Olympian runner? Wait, what? Like, I, <laughs> it just wouldn't appeal to a lot of people. Like, I don't run raids that often as much as I used to anyway. And you're certainly not going to get me back in there to run against the likes of Redeem and all the other speedrunners. I would be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. They can have the trophy. You know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hold the, I'll take a picture of them. Like, here, good job. Like, I don't want to race against them. So... It would, it would likely be a nice thing, but I don't know if it would appeal to more than the folks that are kind of already doing it anyway. Um, those 10% got it covered. They don't need new content. We're raiding and racing each other already. Well, that's true already. I mean, there's already a speedrunning community. Um, 
there's already a speedrunning community anywhere uh, anyway um so it it would it wouldn't even really get a lot of engagement i think oh i think the best thing to do for these homies would be to come up with spectrums of difficulty like a contest modifier if they try contest modifier and it works you could try and add like spectrum or they could turn it up remember how we could do that with the nightfall card you could put yourself at a greater and greater delta the question would be what's the incentive for that now that could come in handy for speed running because you could be like okay we could have power delta differentials 10 through 50 so that'd be like levels 1 through 5 so 10 wouldn't be that bad 20 would be rough 30 would be rough 40 would be rough 50 would be crazy um and then you can have them speed running at the greater deltas and competing against each other that way like congratulations to redeem they just completed garden of salvation at a at a power differential delta of 50 and they ran it in uh, you know 52 minutes it would slow them down quite a bit they would still get it done i would imagine but it would slow them down quite a bit so their their you know 10 minute 20 minute runs would turn into you know 45 50 minute runs because it would you're doing less damage you're dying more it's harder to be it's harder to be you know speedy mcspeed if that stuff's going on so you could give them that ability i don't know if that would satisfy them that might satisfy the speedrunners and the guys that want to like compete and try and beat each other but if there's no loot incentive and then what loot incentive are you going to add you're telling me I gotta run a fifty del a fifty power differential delta raid to get XYZ item? Yeah, maybe an emblem, maybe ornaments, I don't know. Um It you get to a point, it's like a slope. The the steeper the steeper the slope, the more people just slide down to the bottom and say, I'm good. I I, I have no desire to do this. It the steeper that slope of difficulty. That's just kind of how it goes. Like, if you think about the the engagement Destiny gets, it's like the groundswell of people at the bottom doing, like, patrols and lost sectors and stuff is huge. And once you start to go up that slope, people just start falling back down to the bottom. You know, strikes, okay, a lot of people do strikes. Nightfalls, and eh, nightfall, the ordeal, uh, and then raids, woo! And then, like, raids with the Delta, oh! Like, almost nobody would get all the way up there. Everybody else would just kind of be like, yeah, it's just not my, it's not my cup of tea. I'm going to go back down to the and hang out with the commoners (laughs) so I think that's one of the things that they struggle with is if you're going to make that kind of content the more you take that curve up the less people engage with it which is why contest modifier and a scale of contest modifier would be good you're not creating new content you're allowing content to exist on a spectrum and folks can engage with it if they want to then always comes the question what about loot incentive? And I think that's the big challenge Bungie has right now. They've been very, very hesitant to add really dope stuff as a as as a prize for aspirational content. So, uh, touching on the whole curated role idea, what is uh, what if one week certain weapons were slightly stronger in some, but you could use anything you want? This is right out of another video. You might not have been here for it. This is this is an idea that I've put forth numerous times, but on a different subject. We were talking about how the artifact is used to shake up the meta. So this season, it's really drawing your attention to scouts and pulses and sniper rifles and linear fusions. Okay. So when you look at the artifact and you look at the champion mods, they're trying to funnel you to those weapons. And my pushback was, by the end of the season, I'm going to get tired of running a bow in Sundial. 
Okay, because I, I run that with Unstoppable. The Unstoppable guys are like really annoying in Sundial, and one bow can make all the difference in just getting rid of them. Because you stun them, and then everyone roasts them. And if nobody's stunning them, they're like Godzilla running around the map. They're really annoying. And something I said was exactly what you just wrote. I said, if you rotate modifiers week to week to incentivize me trying something different, then I don't have to. I can if I want to. Hey, this week, sidearms and bows are stronger against champion mods, against champions. I'm like, oh. And then I put an anti-barrier in my sidearm, or I put an unstoppable on my bow. This would require them making the champion mods available on all primaries, by the way. I need to be able to put them on all primaries. And they just play by certain rules on the primaries like they already do. So then week to week, I might change my loadout if I feel like it, and I might not. That's called incentivizing you making a change as opposed to forcing it. You're, you're getting at the heart of the issue. That's why your, your question is good. Not just because you agree with me, but it's good because you're getting at the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is when you restrict a player's choice, they don't like it. When you incentivize the player's choice, it's different. Because then they're like, oh, I can if I want. And then they choose the sidearm that they like or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now it was their choice to do it. So they, they feel more attached to it. Oh, dude, I used my sidearm. I Oh, I this, I that. Instead of, well, Bungie's making us do this this week. Do you see the difference? You see, like, the difference in the mental experience? Like, the psychological experience of the player is they attach more ownership to the decision, and then they feel like they're the reason they did well. Uh, what about curse exotics? Exotics that won't use their abilities? That sounds terrible. MW2 Killer. With the confirmation of our original character dying, do you think Bungie's hinting toward us making a new character and playing through D3 with our D1, D2 character being a possible vendor? I don't think they're hinting at that at all. I think they're hinting at the fact that like something significant's coming and we're going to have to try and change it. Um, they do this in shows and movies all the time. Uh, Marvel, you know, movie, you know, Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, stuff that happened in the late seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Trying to change the future, getting a vision of the future. Um, I think it's more along those lines. I don't think they're actually going to kill our Guardian. I don't think people would like that. Um... I'm going to take this as the last question. We're going to keep on streaming. Again, if you've enjoyed your time here, remember to click follow and turn on notifications. But I'm going to have this be the last question. I'm only doing these for about an hour. Um, I I don't like doing them long like yesterday. It's really, really hard. Uh, What about an easy version of the raids? Kind of like in WoW with matchmaking. More people would show up and do raids. I'm going to tell you no, and I'm going to give you reasons why. Like, no. (laughs) Well, we want to join too. No. Raids have been in the game since uh raids have been in the game since vaults of glass and there's no reason to change the philosophy on them now they are aspirational non-match made pieces of content that are like the crown jewel of a dlc and i don't think they need to be dumbed down truth be told if you want easy content there's an ocean of it go play it if you want to play a raid get good get a team get in that's it Raiders barely get any content at any regular interval. So if you want easy content, it's all over the dadgum game. Like, seriously, you are not starved for low entry, satisfying, rewarding, loot drenched content. It's everywhere in the game. So 
I am all about accessibility. I am all about being there and letting the casual have their fun too. You guys know that. I play for the user. I take up for the entire player base. I've never argued for things to be made and designed for streamers, which is why I argued against so much of what's been said for the last couple of years from streamers because I think a lot of them get a little too jaded and they ask for things that are built for them. And I've never done that. But in this case, in this case, asking for raids to be dumbed down for the rest of the community is just not needed. It isn't needed. Again, if you want low entry floor content, it is everywhere. The people that like high entry content, aspirational content, they don't get that much in the grand scheme of things. We get a raid a year and a dungeon, and then every once in a while we get stuff like out, outbreak or whisper and stuff like that and even that's like not that hard once you know what to do um, so that's my answer I know that my team dismissive and elitist and I don't want to come off like an elitist like get good bleh, like but it's like truth be told the people that really like the hard content and the aspirational content they get way less than you you get plenty to do um, so unfortunately the community kills easy rating LFG is toxic and little to no help for plebs. It will always be this way. You do, uh, won't do the raid, grab straw, and hit up the community. Um, I think your comment is really not representative of how LFG runs. There are plenty of Sherpas and plenty of people on there that love taking people through. They love taking people in that have never done it. Uh, so I don't think that that's true. Um, I think it's a very that's a very slanted representation of LFG. LFG is largely comprised of very helpful people. What ends up happening is you have to be honest. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to do, you just have to say that. You just have to say that. Um, and I think a lot of the times people have a bad experience because they go in and they don't want to own up to the fact that they don't know how to do anything and they start failing and they start playing like a potato and they get kicked out and they flip the story around and misrepresent it and say, well, I made a couple mistakes and I got kicked. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, I think by and large, the experiences on LFG are positive. That's why it still runs and operates. I don't think it's like a toxic, you know, insular crowd. So... Um, I want to take up for the Sherpas on Reddit and the Sherpas on LFG that do good work and and really help this community get stuff done because I know there's a lot of them and they would hear something like that and be like, what are you talking about? Um, so, I just think people complain about it over and over and then don't raid. We'll go out there and get in touch with the community. Like you said, there are people out there who will help. Don't give up. Well, right. It sounded like you were saying that LFG is toxic, which is why people don't go get help. I think it's... I think it's more of a, a defeatist attitude combined with people being like, well, I don't want to go learn. Or I don't want to go be honest about the fact that I know nothing. Um, listen, it always goes better when you just say you don't understand what's happening. If you were here during the, 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 the quarters of time, the quarters of time uh, puzzle, I showed up every day and I was like, what's going on? What have you guys come up with? I've been out of the loop for, you know, eight hours or whatever. What am I supposed to do? And numerous times, and they were so patient with me, I'm like, I do, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you explain that again? And I wanted to be honest. I was like, I don't want to start go plugging away on a spreadsheet and not know what the frick I'm doing and mess everything up. So it's kind of like that. Explain this to me like I'm five. Like, what am I doing again? Like, being honest like that helps things go smooth. I was able to plow through transcriptions eventually. I was fast and I was accurate. I guess like Chevy gave me some kudos and said that my my transcriptions were always right on point. And that was that wouldn't have happened 
If I would have been like, I got it, yeah, we're good. Like that, fu- that, 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 that fake confidence that people... That, there was nothing worse than people that would yeah me. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. They would like interrupt me. I'm like trying to tell you what to do in the raid and you're interrupting me. You're like, yeah, 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 I know. I know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know, but then why aren't you doing it? You keep dying. <laughs> the worst raiders are the yas, the yeah guys. Don't yeah me. Don't yeah me. Listen to what I'm saying. Take in the information. <laughs> if you go into raiding LFGs and you're not a yeah guy and you're a I don't understand it guy, most teams are going to be like, dude, it doesn't take that long to explain it. If you have a willing and honest raider who's going to be like, I don't know what to do. Tell me where to stand and I'll do it. Dude, they'll take two minutes and explain it to you because those two minutes could be worth worth saving hours of wasted effort. So... I think LFG is a great place to go. Just be honest about what you know and what you don't. And own it. Own it. It's a lot easier to raid with somebody making mistakes when they say, dude, I'm sorry. I messed that up. I went the wrong way or I did the wrong thing. I'm sorry, guys. Most teams would be like, that's no worries, man. We do this every weekend, bro. Let's go. But when you make excuses or you won't say anything, you act like it wasn't you. That's the death of a raid team right there. When people won't own their mistakes. I mean, listen. I am regularly playing raids saying things like, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm dumb, I'm dumb, I did the wrong thing. Like, it's just easier. It keeps things light. It keeps things in a good, in a good vibe, in a good mood. Just, you know, just own it, you know. Own your mistakes and own what you don't know, and you'll probably have a much better time on LFG. Yeah, 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 we got it. Next question. Shut up, George. <laughs> anyway that was actually the last question so stick around I'm not going to shut the stream down we can keep talking keep having conversations keep debating all the good things about destiny if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>